This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. It's that time of the week when we talk to our tech guy, Richard Pascoe, and he's on the line right now. G'day, Richard. Hello, Paul. Hello to all the listeners out there. Hold on to your hats. Get ready for the best segment you've ever heard. Ooh, that is a big build-up. It's not good sometimes to do that because if it isn't, people get disappointed. It gets them all the way through, Paul, but at the end, you're going to learn a new nickname that I had. Okay, that'll be fantastic. Now, what's happening with overnight Apple announcements? Tell us all about it. This week, if if you're an Apple person, they announced some new products out there as well. The iMac 24-inch, the first time they've ever, in a long time, that they've reintroduced the iMac. It's got their new M1 chips in it, so it's a super-fast machine. Um, it's available in seven colours, 24-inch um, screen on there as well. Paul, it's only 11.5 millimetres thin. Okay, just explain what it is. I don't know what it is. Sorry, it's their iMac is their all-in-one desktop computer. Gotcha. So, you know, you can run Office on there. You can edit audio, video. It just eats all those sort of things up. It's a powerful machine. But 11.5 millimetres thin, Paul, that is just so thin. All the way, all the way through. Now that starts at one thousand eight hundred ninety-nine dollars. Um, you can order it on April thirtieth. Be available in the second half of May. They've introduced a new iPad Pro, and they've put their M1 chip, which is the CPU that they've got in the um, new iMac and in the like my MacBook Pro as well as got in the iPad Pro. Um, new display in there as well, Paul. The 12.9-inch version starts at $1,649. You're buying the quickest laptop on the market in an iPad. You really are. It's it's super, super fast machine. The thing that I'm excited about, Paul, is a thing called AirTags. Now, we've been waiting for AirTags for two years. AirTags. AirTags are a little Bluetooth tracker. Now, you've, you've, you and I have seen the tile trackers that I used to have, but Apple have got these things called AirTags now. Now, they cost you $45 for one or $149 for five. You can attach them to your keys, to bags and everything. But what happens, Paul, you know sometimes you and I might have had a big night out sometimes, sometimes wouldn't we, Paul? Never, never. Never. And we've lost our keys in the house somewhere because we put them, we came in, put them down. <laughs> I've got no idea where they are. If you've got an AirTag on your keys, you go to your phone and it will tell you how close you're getting to it. It's like the old hot and cold game. Oh, yes. You're getting hotter. You're getting colder. Yep. Yep. And it will start to beep the closer you get to it. The other thing I really like about it too, Paul, say somebody, you've got one in, a, in your bag and somebody steals your bag. Oh, yes. It will use all the iPhones. So, so, you know, the bad guy's walking past all these iPhones, you've You've literally gone said your device is stolen. It will use other other iPhones to find your bag. <gasps> so the iPhones join together, band together to find the crook. That's it, which is what we like. You can't go along and plant one on somebody because somebody said, what about protection here? If you go along and put one on somebody just to, like, you know, to go along and keep track of them or the kids or something, it will start to beep. 
and it will literally go along and say, you know, I don't actually belong here. So very, mm. very great idea. Love air tags. Um, a new Apple TV is coming as well. So people don't know what Apple TVs are. They've got all the apps on to watch things like Amazon, KO, Netflix, and they keep them all up to date. Um, but this time they've got 4K Apple TV. Um, we can get an iPhone 12 in purple now. Oh, I like that. I like that. So would Prince if he was alive today as well. He would. Uh, Prince would love purple. And the final thing they announced was Apple Podcast subscriptions. So a lot of people listen to podcasts on their on their iPhone with Apple Podcasts. Um, you're going to actually be able to pay now for ad-free podcasts. Oh, good. Because sometimes the ads on there. But the good thing I like about this, Paul, is that if you put it up on the um, Apple Podcast and you do it through subscriptions and people start paying, you get paid too. Ah. So for people out there who are trying to make a living out of podcasts and things, you know what? You, you might be able to start earning some dollars out of it without going out and having to go along and drag in advertisers. I think it's a very, very good thing, Paul. That is fantastic. Anything else there? No, that, that was that was enough, Paul. Was all, they put it all up in an hour um, for people in a very slick presentation, as Apple always do, but um, a whole swag of things. All the things we discuss will be available to order April 30th, and they'll be delivered sometime in May. The new, oh, sorry, one more thing. The new operating system, 14.5, uh, for iPhones and iPads will come down next week. Very important that you install it, Paul. Lots of new features, but we'll make it a bit more stable as well. Okay, sounds very good. We're talking with FabFM tech guy Richard Pascoe. Richard, um, here at FabFM, we play uh, music, obviously, country music, but we also not only play, but we pay for that right to use it. And it might be interesting for people to know just how much an artist is paid when you say, for example, stream a song. Which a lot of us do now. So we've got subscriptions to Apple Music, Spotify, um, YouTube Music. But Apple Music came out during the week and said they've announced how much they actually pay artists. Oh, and, and it'd be massive amounts of money. I would say, what, they get $10. Keep going down a bit. $5. Down. $2. Down. A buck. Down. 50 cents. Down. 20 cents. Down. 5 cents. Down. Oh, not one cent. One US cent per stream. What? So if, you, if you're an artist, and you're not Taylor Swift, and we'll get to her in a minute. I'll use her as an example. Okay. And 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 we've got a country. We've got we've got you know we we pick a country artist who's not well known, and, and you know Paul and Richard decide to stream his song. He gets one US cent per play. That doesn't seem fair. Hold on to your hat here, Paul. Okay, hang on. Uh, I'm holding on to it. That's what we like. Uh, it's double what Spotify pay. So oh. Spotify is the largest music streaming service in the world. Uh, they pay an average to one-third to one-half a US cent per stream. Now, Spotify think they're doing artists a favour because they say we have a bigger base to go along and do and pay people, you know. You know, so more streams, more people use Spotify than any other music service. Not by much, I'll say that now. Um, I think it's disgraceful, Paul. Oh, I so really do I. Do. So do I. I think there should be a tiered system in there, and we'll go back to the Taylor Swift thing on there. All well and good for Taylor to go along and get, let, let's say she releases a new song and she gets a million people around the world are, are streaming her song. 
Yep. But not ev- and so, you know, she'd get a million times one cent. It's too hard for me to work out this morning. So she does quite well out of it. But, the, you know, the, the emerging artists who might get, you know, let's say 100 streams, you know, a week, it's not earning much money at all. And, you know, we look at what the pandemic caused because they can't go out and tour how they used to. Um, I, I, I just think this should be a call. And, and a lot of people say this around the world. They need to get paid different, and that needs to come up for one cent. And really, Spotify should be ashamed of themselves. There should be some sort of tiered structure in there. These people like Spotify and the others, how much money are they making off the song? Where, where, where's the rest of the money going? Well, Spotify hasn't made a dollar since day one. Okay. So Spotify, Spotify, Spotify's a bit like Uber and loses money. Apple pay more money well, because they... they, they charge a monthly subscription for all of it there is no free tier in apple music see i think most people if you'd asked them that question you would have thought well they'd get a at least ten dollars for each song or five dollars or at least two dollars or something but but a cent it doesn't seem right i mean no i third of a cent cent is disgraceful oh it's terrible and i'm just thinking whether the artists should all get together and say right can't have our music until you give us a decent deal that's right. Yep, that's what now, they need to if, do. If they release a video on YouTube and the video takes off, they make a lot more money off of Google and, and YouTube. Don't know how much they make, but I've been told they make a lot more money. But, you know, just for people who, who like me, drive along with a car and go, well, you know, I heard that song on Sad FM. I might start to play that, and the artist gets one cent. But it I- might be you, me, and 20 other people that play it. It's not right, Paul. We are talking with our tech guy, Richard Pascoe, here on Fab FM, our podcast each week with the guru. And we'll give you his uh, website at the end of this so you can garner more information. Richard, um, computer sales, I would have thought, would have gone up during COVID. I mean, how are they going at the moment? Uh, first quarter of this year, Paul, they've actually soared 32%. So January to March this year. The fastest year-over-year growth in 20 years. Mm. We, we look at last year and supply was a bit restrained, but 32% excellent, uh, I've got to say. Um, Lenovo is still the number one maker in, in the world with 25% of the market, but they grew 42% on last year. HP, 21%. Do like HP computers, um, and they grew 34%. Dell, 16% of the market, 12.9% growth. Apple have only got 8% of the market, and that's about all they've really ever had mm. for a long time. But they grew 48% Ooh. over last year. Oh, gee whiz. Because people are really liking, as I do, their new M1 chip. Honestly, that my MacBook Pro, best laptop I've ever had. So, you know, with all their new products out there, Paul, we might see some, uh, might go above 8%. Wow. Um, now, with computers at the moment, you can't, you can't say the higher sales are because of COVID lockdowns because we don't have lockdowns. So what do, you, right. what do you think the reason for the huge amount of sales? I think that um, we suffered while we were in lockdown with a lot of PCs that weren't that good. Ah. And suddenly people are going, you know what? I, I, I need to be able to Zoom and I need to be able to be productive because a lot of people, you know, have never gone back to the office. So that's why I think now, and we've got good supplies in now for certain computers. So, you know, people are looking at being more productive on their PCs at home. 
being productive sometimes means buying a new computer. Yes, and while people were locked down, you're right, they wouldn't have been able to go out and get a new equipment. Some horrific stories, you know, came out from certain retailers that they're absolutely ripping people off during the COVID time when they're going to buy oh. a computer. Oh, you know, com- computers right. that, that were worth, let's say, you know, a thousand dollars, they they were marked them up to three thousand oh, dollars. Terrible. No. Terrible. Okay, let's move on to our crap tech item of the week. What do you got? Do you go camping, Paul? Oh, do I go camping? No. Right. <laughs> no, oh, I don't. Just... The, the only stars I like uh, are looking at is a five-star hotel. Six-star, maybe. There we go. Some people in there do like going camping. I've got an item for them that they should never, ever buy. A water-powered flashlight. A water-powered flashlight? Water-powered flashlight. Now, it's advertised as a three-pack mini-emergency LED water-powered flashlight. It says no power, no problem. All you do is wet the base for 15 seconds. It's got no batteries, uh, no plug-in power source, and the flashlight will run for 72 hours. You can switch it off and extend the light, but you're only going to get 72 hours out of it. Uh, that reckon it's perfect for power outages, blackouts. Got to hope you can actually find the torch in the blackout and, and dip it in water as well um, on there. It's a compact size. Uh, you know, you can put it in your first aid kit, take it camping. We don't do that. Hiking, no, we don't do that. In the glove box, well, we've got lights in the car then. Um, and it comes in the three-pack. Now, the big question, Paul, is do they work? Well, do they work? Sort of. Oh, okay. But, I, but I still just explain to me. I don't understand a water-powered flashlight. How in the hell could water power a flashlight? I, I don't get they've it. They've got some. They've got some chemicals in the bottom that, ah. when they're wet, generate some charge. Ah, gotcha. I, I wonder what the chemical is. Oh. A, don't drink it, people. Let me tell a, you. There's another cancer-causing liquid. That's exactly right. Um, Quality of them very uneven on there with two of the three samples. The LED light you couldn't even you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. Oh, um, as well, they say the shelf life's unlimited, but these are all single use. So once you've used them and the light dies, that's it. Throw them in the bin. <laughs> oh dear! Throw them in the bin. They'll end up in landfill with that horrible liquid. That's it. Oh, oh yeah. terrible! You'll see. You'll see the glow in the distance. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we're talking with Richard Pascoe, our tech guy, and we go off onto a tangent now, as we always do, looking at things that aren't around anymore. What do you got, Richard? Super Bowls. I beg your pardon. Super Bowls. Don't Su- you remember Super Bowls? I do not. Super Bowls were a, a toy bouncy ball. Oh, and they yes. Went, I remember yeah. the rubber ball and they went, you bounced them and they went incredibly high. They were like, they were like, um, you remember as a kid, you used to get a golf ball and cut a golf ball yep. up and you'd get that rubber thing in the middle and you'd bounce it and it goes so high. It was like those. Yeah. It was invented in 1964 by chemist Norman Stingley. Um, <laughs> Norman Stingley. Stingley, yes. <laughs> I mean, you'd change your name, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would too. Well, don't you like Norman? Good heavens, Paul, that's not very nice. It was an extremely elastic ball. It was made of Zectron, which contains a synthetic polymer um, as well as hydrated silica, zinc oxide, steric acid and other agreed ingredients. Oh, oh. Another, another <laughs> bunch of liquids. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what happened was the compound was vulcanised with sulphur. It's getting worse, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> at, a result, at a temperature of 165 degrees Celsius, and it formed a pressure. So the Super Bowl, uh, 
that they describe as a high coefficient of restitution. And if you dropped it from shoulder level on a hard surface, it bounced nearly all the way back. Now, it was proven on the original Super Bowls that if you threw it down onto a hard surface by an average adult, it could actually fly over a three-story building. What? Yes. Oh, wow. What was that? Uh, what were they made of again? Zectron. Zectron. Z-E-C-T-R-O-N. Sounds like something off Superman's planet. Exactly right. Yeah, the old <laughs> Zectron. Yes. But, you know, it had hydrated silicon, zinc oxide, stearic acid and other ingredients in there as well. So, you know, wow. fun for all the family, especially when the kids chewed on their Super Bowls. So, yes. Oh, yes. And also, do you remember, do you remember when uh, you took, did you ever get the golf ball and cut out the little oh, yeah. rubber bit? Did yeah. you ever look what was in the rubber ball? Uh, it was like, uh, it looked always, the ones I cut out were like little rubber bands in there. Oh, but didn't they have milk in them in the middle? There was kind of a a, a, a white liquid in the middle. Don't you remember that? What too, yes. Yes, more yeah. ca- more cancer-causing stuff. Exactly right. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, so Super Bowls, so yes. There wow. You now you know my now you know my nickname when I was growing up. So yeah. Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. All right. Super Bowl. Yeah. There we go. Go on. You might beat you might beat that bit. So yes. What beat what? You just said you were, your nickname was Super Bowl. What's the problem there? So yes. Oh yes. Well, I beat that bit. There we go. There you go. What have you got? What have you got, Paul? Well, look, I've got a little, uh, it's a variation on what I spoke about a few weeks ago. And that was, I was talking about the old days of the slides when people would uh, go on holidays, come back and then have a slide evening. Yeah. Well, the thing that we don't have now, and I'd like to talk about, is we don't have eight millimetre movies anymore. No, we don't. No, and and I just want to talk about the time when you take eight millimetre movies, then you'd go to the chemist and then wait a week or a week and a half or whatever, it would come back in a little yellow packet from Kodak, and then you'd race home and put your uh, film onto a projector. Now, the, the projector that I used to use was a UMIG. That was the brand, was UMIG. Right, um, yep. Although Kodak had a projector, and I think there were some other brands. Bell & Howell had a projector. But I had a little grey UMIG, 8mm. And, of course, they went from 8mm and they went to Super 8, remember? That's right. When we got sound, remember they had sound 8mm yeah. movies, which I yeah. got, and it had the big, long microphone you'd pull out of the top. And uh, it was wonderful. I've, I've still got some movies from those days. That's great. You should get them converted, Paul. I have had them converted. Yeah, so that, that's good. Can you imagine now if you had a, if you had one that never been developed? And you ran down the chemist now and said, <laughs> "I need you to knock this up for me." Well, <laughs> the young people down there they wouldn't know what you were talking about. No, but it was a, it was it was good. It was like a lot of people learn how like you, great cameraman and you know, great reporter and everything. How you learn how to make movies and film things. Well, that's exactly now, now, nowadays. All the kids do it on their phone. They do it on their phone. It's not as much fun because it used to be fun editing it. You'd get your little splicer and get your yep. get your glue and uh, glue them together and all that. It was great fun. And I had a there was a bloke called Bill Long who used to be at just near my suburb in Sydney. 
Yeah, he was at Padstow. I was living at Panania, just a couple of suburbs down. And Bill had his own little theatrette, complete with curtain that opened and everything, and he showed these wow. eight eight millimeter movies. And him and I used to work on them together, and then we'd invite our family and friends around, and we'd have the shorts would come on first, then we'd have a cartoon, and then we'd yep. pre- present our feature movie. <laughs> yeah. Great times. Great times. We'd, we'd feature our little movie and all that. It was just so much fun. And, of course, nowadays, none of the young people know what we're talking about, basically. But they were great days. And, you know, I have some 8mm. I've had it converted. When I went to interview Sylvester Stallone in 1978, in the middle of the interview, I filmed him on my 8mm camera, and he did a little piece to camera for me. Oh, wow. Nice bloke, but I, I can't understand a word he said. <laughs> He said, Paul, Adrian. That's all I all I could understand. All right, that's it. That's it. Yep, tell us your website. Head over to talktech.com.au. All right, mate, see you next week. See you, Paul.